You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Joining us right now, though, we have the Finance Minister, Grant Robertson. Hi, Grant. Evening, Heather. Grant, why don't we just buy another plane? <laughs> oh, well, um, you know, there is actually one, you know, there is a proposal to upgrade the 757s that's part of the uh, Defence Forces Capital Program. There's lots of other things in that capital program as well, and you'd be aware of things like the P8s that we've purchased and so on. So it is in the capital program, uh, but for now we've got uh, two planes that do the job. I know there have been problems going back as far as the early 2000s, I think, but uh, they do get the job done. I would just clarify your comments. They're not in both in China. They never were. No, that's right. One is in Manila and the other one's in China, as I've clarified. That's so it's way back to Darwin, but yep. Sorry, just, okay. You know, yeah. interest of accuracy. No, and all absolutely, that. absolutely. I, you know, just for balance, I had repeated that same thing several times across the show, but you know, it doesn't hurt to repeat it again. Um, so, when are we supposed to upgrade it? Look, I haven't got that in front of me, but I know that it is part of the the Defence Forces program over the next few years. Because isn't it? I mean, it seems slightly pointless to waste seventy million dollars on repairing the thing when we could just buy another one for maybe three or four, three, four, five, six hundred million. There is quite a big difference between those numbers, isn't there? Either? Um, and so, look, it's absolutely part of the program. But you know, like we've got uh, a number of of needs within the Defence Force Capital Program, ranging from our Navy fleet through to the, the the Army's resources and what it needs, and then the Air Force as well. And as I say, you know, it's very significant expenditure on the P8s uh, that are rolling out now. Um, it's just it's in the program. Um, we do have planes; they do go. From time to time, they have the odd issue, uh, but as I say, it's in there, just um, along with a number of other things that the Defence Force need. This money for Rua Pehu, is this $5 million a loan or a grant? I believe it's structured as a loan. It's a little bit complicated because the uh, receiver of, of Rupehu Alpine Lift Limited is effectively the person who will now run the ski season and the receiver is in charge of a liquidated company and there are some issues around how, how we support a liquidated company. Overall, that money will return to us eventually as we go through the, the process of, of finding someone else to run run it. So it's structured as a loan, but um, in the immediate term, it's just cash in hand for, for running the season. What's gone wrong here? Have you asked, Kitty? Would this, which would repay her airplane lifts generally? Yeah. No, 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 no. With with the deal. I mean, this thing should have been. Oh, it, sounds no, no, no. Like, it basically sounds like Iwi haven't given permission to dock to be able to sign the necessary stuff off. What happened? Oh, it's a bit, again, a little bit more than that. I mean, this is a this is a situation where there are concessions for the use of the mountain. They are in, in the hands of DOC, as you indicate. Those being changed and moved around do require, by, by law, consultation with, with EWE to ensure that that happens. But it's also just making sure that we've got a... Uh, sustainable operator in place and there's a bit of work to do to make sure that happens. There's two or three um, organisations interested in taking that up but the timetabling of getting all of that sorted, making sure that we don't repeat essentially the same issue with, with Rupehu Alpine Lives, that we actually get somebody in who's going to be able to run this properly and sustainably, that's part of the consideration as well as needing to work through the dock concessions. Grant, you'll have seen that New Zealand initiative report into the public sector. Why is the public sector underperforming the way it is? Well, I don't agree with it. You don't agree it's underperforming? No, I don't. I think New Zealand's public sector is full of really hard-working people. Oh, yeah. You tell me um, what I'm getting from the... What, what's going well for the public sector right now? What are they doing well? 
Well, I think the way we got through COVID was pretty remarkable, Heather, and that was down in large part to the work of the public sector. And, you know, I mean, this is an area, if you want to get into the detail of it, you'd need the public sector. You got anything else other than COVID? Quite a big deal. Go on then, Uh, give me another one. But but actually, uh, an enormous amount of activity goes on day to day in our public service that's done very effectively and efficiently. Like what? All the way from producing passports through to making sure that we build schools to, you know, all sorts of parts of what we do. The public service does a good job. Could it improve? Could it find ways of being more effective and efficient? For sure. And we keep working at that. But, you know, I I see people who work incredibly hard every day. And I think sometimes reports like this, um, you know, have very big generalisations in them, you know, for example, around who communication staff are. Um, in COVID, it was communication staff that made sure we, we, we gave people really vital and important information, and we did employ more of them to do that. So, you know, I think at any given moment, we'll always find a reason to get better, and we should, but I think the public service does a pretty good job. I don't overall. think they do. A, I think they do a terrible job. Our education standards are falling. Health is in crisis. Tauranga is jammed up because we haven't built enough roads. One in ten working age people are on the dole. Crime is climbing. You've got wasteful spending in the PGF reset. They didn't even keep paper trails. And and yet and that yet that is when we've employed thirteen thousand more people in the last six years. Yeah. Well, I mean, equally, you know, I think there are as many examples of things that I could tell you that I think have gone really well, which I've just been doing, but also... Yeah, but I gave you the main ones, Grant, education and health. Not all of the things that you've mentioned you can put at the foot of public servants, even if they're accurate, which not all of them are accurate. So, you know, if if you're saying that the reason some of the PISA scores we've had are because, you know, our teachers aren't good enough, I think that's what you've just said. Well, I don't agree with that. No, I think it's because the Ministry of Education scuffed around with the curriculum since the 1970s. Well... No, New Zealand has a world-leading curriculum, actually. Clearly one not. Of the things that went, one of the things that went wrong was that it got stuffed around with by the national government when they put in place national standards, which meant that the curriculum didn't roll out properly. You think it's only started falling since the national government? I think I think national standards and their imposition undermined the curriculum implementation, which was the point. Well, you had six years made. to turn it around, have you? Well, I think, you know, the data, again, we get in PISA studies is always backward-looking. I can certainly see when I go into schools, you know, a really significant, particularly at the primary level, a really significant change in the way that people are being educated. And I think those people are going to come through and perform well. But, uh, you know, the students who are struggling in PISA are the ones who had to suffer through national standards. But just, do you know, Grant, I mean, this is part of the problem is that we, and this is what the Nats were saying, and, and I think that you know, at, their, at their conference, and I think they might actually strike, strike something here about the public mood, instead of saying it's not good enough, you're making excuses for mediocrity. No, I'm not. I'm just not buying into hyperbolic statements and things that can't be backed up. I I said in the middle of my last answer, all sorts of things can be improved. And I agree, we need to keep finding ways of improving everything that we deliver as a government. I'm just not going to accept broad sweeping statements that don't have a lot of evidence behind them. Do you reckon that scheme where you help people buy houses um, with the zero interest loans is going to hit its target? Well, again, you'd want the Minister of Housing on if you want to have a detailed conversation about that. The Progressive Home Ownership Schemes are a new type of program. Weren't you warned about this last year? Well, as a Minister of Finance, I get a lot of different reports. 
what it said was that they thought it might struggle to meet the targets. I think you might, if you bought the Minister of Housing on, find out that they believe that actually it's going to reach the, the bottom end of those. It had to deal with COVID as it, came, you know, as, as it was being instituted as a program, but it is starting to bear fruit. And it's a brand new type of program. And I think when you put it into the mix of all of the different housing initiatives that we've got, we are starting to see progress with getting people into their first homes. But as I say, if you want detail about that scheme, you need to get the Minister of Housing on. Grant, now that Michael is gone, Michael Wood, are we going to can light rail or are you still sitting money aside for it? Well, nothing's changed from my point of view in terms of, of the budgetary side of that. All right. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate it. Grant Robertson, Finance Minister. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.